It's not a waste even if you choose to go in another direction. You might have studied some hard subjects, but you've learned how to solve problems at least. Bringing those skills into an IT world could be quite valuable as well. So if you're thinking this might be fun, take a chance on it. Welcome to Avanade's podcast series. Thank you for stopping by. My name is Mats Lundell Nielsen. I'm working as a full stack developer and consultant here at Avanade. Today we have Stephanie and Marino here to share their experiences from studying a non-traditional study program to becoming a software developer or data engineer. Sharing their experiences and tips and tricks to get a foot inside the door at a IT consulting firm like Avanade. Dan, Stephanie, please give a yeah. short introduction of yourself. Hi guys, my name is Stephanie Braidu. I'm 26 years old. Yeah. Um, so I've been with <laughs> Avanade since August 2018. Graduated from NTNU, engineering and ICT, that same summer. So here at Avanade, I work as a backend developer. Currently on the project for Alton, and that's the only project I've been with actually since I joined Avanade. Right. Basically focus on backend, creating APIs and setting up microservices. Great. And um, what about you, Marino? Yes, hello. My name is uh, Marino Bråkengrønset, uh, 27 years old. Been working for Avanade since uh, February 2018, so almost three years now. Time really flies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, working in the analytics talent community as, an, uh, as a data engineer uh, and data scientist. Um, have been, uh, unlike Stephanie, at uh, multiple projects. Uh, most recently now on a project for Equinur, where I'm working with automating their data pipelines using uh, something called Databricks. It's a tool based on Spark. Um, so yeah, been there since March um, this year. So yeah, and before that, um, yeah, helping multiple clients with moving their uh, data from on-premise to Azure and getting some sense out of it. So yeah, it's been pretty fun so far. Great. And it seems like we have uh, two people here with uh, now a lot of experience between them here in Avanade. And we're going to try to share your experience from transitioning from uh, maybe not a directly a computer science education, but how it's been uh, transitioning from, for example, mathematics and physics education uh, and also... Uh, uh, what Marine you... cybernetics. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> And first of all, we should mention that all of us are from the same university in Trondheim called the Norwegian Technology and Science University here in Avana, <laughs> <laughs> <one> I got <laughs> here in uh, Norway in Trondheim. And can you give a short uh, introduction of uh, your education, Stephanie? Yeah. So I'd like to start with why I ended up choosing that study program, because basically where I'm from in Oslo, Everyone wanted to go to NTNU. That was the big dream. Everyone wanted to be an engineer. So that was obvious. I knew I wanted to be an engineer, but what type of engineer? Marine engineer, mechanical engineer, data engineer. I didn't really know that. So I chose a study program that allowed me to 
postponed that decision basically. So I started on a program called Engineering and ICT, where we start the first two years by learning some basic programming skills and then and also like the basics within engineering so a lot of mathematics and physics and then we get the opportunity to choose which direction we go in with regards to the engineering and that's when i chose marine technology and also marine cybernetics in more detail so what that actually entails is um, automating a lot of processes related to ships and marine structures and underwater vehicles and so my specialization was in what would we say like mission planning basically for swarms or for groups of underwater robots very cool mm -hmm. sounds like a really interesting education it was <laughs> <laughs> and you marino went for the mathematics and physics so i did not do not really have such an interesting background story as stephanie <laughs> it was mostly due to well i did enjoy physics and mathematics at high school one of those like rare kids who did that and <laughs> <laughs> then uh, saw that they had this study program at NTNU called physics and mathematics and figured okay that's perfect for me um, <clears throat> so um, yeah had uh, like the first two years it's it's quite like general for all the engineering classes in, uh, in Trondheim really so I mean I had some programming classes a bunch of mathematics classes bunch of physics classes um, and then in my third year there, uh, I chose uh, my specialization, which was in industrial mathematics. So um, had some classes in statistics, on numer numerical mathematics, uh, algebra, um, yeah, a lot of theoretical stuff, which <laughs> uh, I do not use <laughs> that much today, <laughs> really. Um, so uh, yeah, and. Well, the reason I really ended up in IT then eventually was mostly that, well, at some point I started to grow a bit tired of this really abstract world of mathematics, wanted to do something a bit more applicable. And I enjoyed the IT classes I had in university, so it felt kind of natural to, to join an IT consultant company then. Yeah, because I think everyone listening can really understand that it's very related to IT and everything that Avanas does. Maybe we also have been a transition from something familiar that I've been studying for five years or three and two years in Trondheim. And it's pretty different still what you're doing today. So Stephanie, could you please share a bit about your story, how your transition has been from marine to software engineering? Yeah, so I think during school, I really loved the marine, the marine part of the studies and also working with automated vehicles and standing on the pier and looking at a robot and making stuff work. I love that part of it. But when it came to getting a job, I couldn't find or I couldn't find any companies that were attractive with regards to that type of technology. You had some candidates, but the most exciting ones weren't necessarily located in Oslo, and I knew I wanted to move back home. So that's one point. I think the second point was actually both Marina and I were summer interns at Avnad. So we did yeah. have some sort of experience with the company and also um, in working within consultancy and within IT. And so with that good impression that I had, it felt like a natural choice to be able to go into the IT consulting business. 
and also starting with engineering and ICT, what they said when we started school was that this is a study program for the person that wants to be the connection between the technical people and the people working within the industry. So I was supposed to be the person that knew both how to talk about ships and mechanical structures that were supposed to be placed in the ocean, but also be able to translate that into solving something with code. And so in starting with IT, I figured, well, at some point, I'm probably going get, to get to be placed with some clients that work with some cool stuff that I know something about. And so even though I was shifting industries or shifting my focus somewhat, there was still a hope in the back of my mind that I might be placed with a cool client that works <laughs> with some autom <laughs> autonomous ships or something like that and be able to use all of my competency, basically, and not just the programming skills that I picked up mm. during my time until now. Mm. And do you have something a similar story about how you, your transition was from Anthony to here? Well, I would say it's uh, a lot of similar similarities here. Um, but, well, studying physics and mathematics, you don't really have any companies like doing pure physics and mathematics unless you're like in a university or something like that. So um, I didn't really expect to come to any clients and, and do anything like really related to that. But um, I think um, a very important uh, thing I learned from the time in NTNU that I could also bring in here was to actually like problem solving like how to uh, break down a bigger problem into smaller pieces and 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 solve them step by step and one by one to to actually um, come up with a, a good solution for our clients and um, even though I'm probably just using like five percent or something around that from what I learned at Antenu now in my job uh, I think the most important thing was actually all this problem-solving skills I managed to get from my time at Antenu um, mm. and with solving all these mathematics problems. Uh, so, yeah, even though it's uh, not directly related, it, it will still bring back some parts mm. of it into that, yeah. And we heard that all the time when companies came to visit us at Antenu <coughs> as well, that the key thing that you're going to take away from these five years or these three years that you've been studying here is that you learn how to solve problems yeah. or you're learning how to learn new stuff and that's what's important yes and it sounded strange when you were sitting there as a student but i say the same things now when i visit <laughs> absolutely so i think that's a key and, thing and also that you are like getting good at learning new things pretty fast i mean we have mm. to learn about our clients and their interest in the industry they are in and also mm. learning new tools i mean it it's new things coming out all the all, all the time so yeah you really have to uh, be good at uh, learning new things and mm -hmm. yeah. especially working with cloud technology as we do yes I think that's really important mm. I would say that now that's done uh, computer science communication technology masters at Anthony for me it's the most important skill is the problem solving mm -hmm. and being able to learn new stuff as we have to do I feel like I have to do learn a new thing every week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely the most important part aspect of what you're getting out of a master's at Antony. Yes. But uh, my, my impression is also that most, or maybe more and more, uh, students out of uh, 
mathematics and physics now started in IT, computer or data engineer role. Is that true, Marino? It is, yes, it's true. Um, so quite a lot of us, we end up in the IT consulting uh, industry. Um, it could then be in analytics with data engineering or data science. Um, I mean, data science is quite heavily related to mathematics with the use of a lot of statistics and linear algebra. Mm. Um, and then you also have a lot of people who end up as more traditional, say, software engineers um, and getting those type of roles. Um, and yeah, bank finance really <laughs> needs, um, but well, no matter where you go, you you have you will have to deal with IT anyway. Um, it's not like in the industry will solve your problems with pen and paper anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to have some coding skills anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, of those that do not end up doing a PhD or a further career in in um, in uh, research institutes or something like that, they pretty much end up like uh, developers or something similar. Yeah. And also one important aspect of all of this is maybe what are you leaving behind when you're transitioning from uh, mathematics or marine education? If you, when you're talking to your friends, Stephanie, is there someone that's now started in or uh, worked in for a while now in a role where that's really relevant? Yeah, of course. Some of my friends went the other way and moved to cities like Kongsberg or <laughs> to mm. the west of Norway to do the cool hands-on jobs. And of course, I, cause some, I think somehow I was thinking that, okay, if I don't like IT, maybe in a year or two I could transition back. I think I'm way too far behind now <laughs> to be able to do that transition. Um, not that I would want to do it at this point, but I think I have actually left some key skills behind or you're not, you're not upholding some of my skills within, within marine cybernetics. I am lagging a bit behind in that industry now. And so to, to get a new job within that would be, mean starting at the lower level maybe or to spend a lot of time to catch up with what's new within that industry. So of course I'm leaving, leaving something behind, but then I've gained a lot on the way as well. And so I'm loving my job at the moment. So I think it, at that point, it seemed like the logical decision to make. I might not have known how large the consequences would be, but I think that's actually something to consider though that you will be leaving something behind but that doesn't mean you won't gain new things as you move ahead in another direction hmm. what about you marino have you discussed that with your study friends yeah so um i think at least say a career in uh, academics at universities and stuff that that will be pretty hard to go back to now if I would suddenly want to transition back there um, mm. as I have forgotten quite a lot of what I learned at university <laughs> <laughs> there even though I think if you spend some time with it you, you, you'll you get it back as well for you I mm. think Stephanie if, if we spent like some months a lot of it will come back to us but yeah no um, I think uh, that will be difficult to go back to like university and do a PhD or something like that, at least directly related to what I studied before I came to Avanaut. Um, but well, 
Um, that's not something I'm too <laughs> sad about uh, right now, at least. I really love uh, being a consultant and um, working in IT. So, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Do you regret it, though? Because I'm like... I could have studied some easier subjects. I could have solved some <laughs> easier problems <laughs> during during those five years in Trondheim if I knew I wasn't gonna be standing on a pier monitoring underwater vehicles as a career. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of things that could have been easier. <laughs> studying something else, but I don't know. Looking back at it, I, I have been thinking maybe it would have been awesome to study computer science instead. Um, after starting to work with it and see how many cool things there's that you have there, but nah, I think it's <laughs> I think it's fine mm. anyway. Yeah, I think we're at a decent level now. We might not have had the most or known all of the things we needed to know when we started, but. Mm. Now, two and three years in, we definitely, I don't think you'd see any difference in someone who studied computer science compared to me that didn't study it, but we've done the same work for the last years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to at some point that you're a fast learner and can like uh, put your hand into, head into new topics and new technologies and mm -hmm. be able to to use them in a um, in a good way yeah. to solve your client problems and um, yeah, uh, also the tools we're using today it's probably going to be <laughs> changing a lot in the next five ten years mm. anyway. So even with a computer science background, as you said, is you still need to to learn a bunch of new things, which mm. maybe you have <laughs> experienced. Yeah, I experience it all the time. But one of the biggest, maybe the biggest question when you Google around or search on YouTube, especially on software related jobs is, do you need a highly regarded IT education to have an IT job? Do you need a computer science degree to have an IT consultant job? What do you think, Stephanie? That's a tough one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think because it's not like I didn't study something that ha didn't have IT or computer science baked into it. So mm. I spent a lot of time learning how to code and solving problems. It might not have been traditional problems. Um, but So I think you need, firstly, you need to have some passion or some interest for the field, regardless of what you've studied. If you're doing it because it seems like the reasonable thing to do, it might not be for you. You need to have some passion behind it. And that mm. could, could balance out some lack of experience or lack of knowledge because you could always learn new stuff, but the passion doesn't come by itself. Um, mm. And with regards to what you've studied, some knowledge of programming would be important. I think at least starting with us in Avanade, you would need to have some basic skills. Mm. That doesn't mean you need to be certified in everything or be your master in everything but at least having some knowledge of where to start if you're solving your problems, problem or which type of tools you would use to solve different types of problems, I think is a basic skill you would need. And that doesn't, you don't need to acquire that by studying something that could be a project you do in your free time or some online courses you've done because it seemed fun. 
But mm. some basic skills are needed. I don't know if I answered. <laughs> I'll kick it over to Marino so he can give you the, the Thank star you so answer. Much. <laughs> I, I think as a non-IT student, you might have a tougher uh, time finding an IT-related job than a computer science student um, because you, don't, you might not have all the relevant skills that the employer would like you to have. Um, so you need to like make yourself, uh, what's a good for, word for it, employable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with other type of things. Like um, um, for me, for example, in addition to like my academic records, I, I showed uh, that I was uh, doing a bunch of other things uh, beside my stu studies, which um, I think is uh, a good thing to bring into into a job, especially as a consultant. Mm -hmm. Like you need to show that you have soft skills such as talking with clients and understanding problems and being able to cooperate with other people. Um, but well, probably it will be a lot easier for you to get employed at and <laughs> for an IT. A related position if you have a computer science background. So I think so. But then even adding a year of extra studies where you study some programming languages or something could be the way to go. Having mm, key skills absolutely. within something else and then adding a year of computer science. I think that that might be a way to go because you could learn a lot in a, year, in a year. And if you yes. then bring some good soft skills to the table as well. Mm, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I think also uh, uh, as long as the employer is uh, like willing to let you have some training in the beginning, um, I think you'll get pretty far then. Yeah, in, mm. in just a short amount of time. Yeah, I think we were lucky though because we got to show our skills um, in a summer internship before actually getting the full time job. So they yeah they knew kind of knew what we brought to the table, and we might not have been as qualified um, with regards to the computer science skills, but we brought other things to the table. And so mm. if you have the chance, show the employer ahead of time what you bring to the table. I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. Mm. If it is more challenging to maybe get an IT job if you're not studying directly computer science, do you have any other tips on how to get an IT job? I think, uh, well, I mean, if, if you do a lot of programming in your uh, free time, probably like show some of the projects you've done then yourself. Like if you have a GitHub repo, show, show it. Um, or um, try to um, show that you have some important soft skills that could be used here and um, that you are a like strong learner or something like that. Um, mm. And I think when I'm in interviews, what I look for is if you don't have the all the skills needed, are you at least showing some will to develop those skills? Mm. If I say you might not be right for us now, but I'd like to speak to you in six months again, I hope you've done something within those six months, done some courses or read up on the technology. But I think my key tip would be if you're at a university that offers some computer science subjects, Try to take on an extra subject within your regular course load. I did mm. French for fun. 
should probably have <laughs> studied machine learning or something like that. But right. if you have that, if you have that extra energy and the ability, take on an extra course. Mm. That that's great. You'll learn a lot of stuff. Yeah, it really helps just knowing the basics, like if else sentences and for right. loops and these kind of yeah. things. It really helps just that you <laughs> know yeah. how these things works. Mm -hmm. Being able to write out logical thinking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's also the matter of uh, starting in communication with a potential employer. Mm. How did you get that summer internship? How did you did you just send a CV and hope for the best, or how did that communication start? More or less, what you said there. <laughs> <laughs> I was browsing for a bunch of summer internships on various uh, websites. One of them were LinkedIn, where Avanad Norway had this summer internship. Um, posts and well looked up the company it looked like an interesting company that uh, did a lot of cool things i would uh, that i would like to do so sent them my cv and an application later and <laughs> <laughs> got an interview um so yeah that <laughs> it seems was the like the reasonable way to go yeah. so i had a more creepy way of <laughs> getting this. so basically at ntnu when you start you know within these five years, you have to have a relevant job or a summer internship or some sort of internship that is relevant to what you're studying before you're, you're done. And so my way of doing it was stalking all the older students in my study program to see where have they had jobs because <laughs> we've basically got the same competency. So if they were able to get a job somewhere, I should probably be relevant for that company as well. Right. Mm. And so my key to taking or to getting in touch with Avanad was actually one of our colleagues, Simon Okus, mm. um, who'd had an internship here. And they made a cool app that I'd heard something about as well. And so I just sent an email and said, this company looks exciting. This is what I know. Take on, yeah, get in touch if this seems relevant for you guys. And that was, yeah, totally <laughs> off season for summer inter internships as well. But I was lucky and nice. they got in touch with me and that's how my journey with Avanade started, basically. Nice. So some good stalking skills and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and older students that had paved the way before me. But I think you bring up something important here, like having a network. I mean, Definitely. it really helps a lot if you know somebody inside the company who can like introduce you and like tell, tell them like, hey, I know this person, he or she is a like... <laughs> A good potential employee mm -hmm. why don't have a chat with definitely mm. and that goes for people if you're not even studying something it related if you know someone that works within it get in touch with them to hear a bit about what they're working with and mm. what kind of skills should you develop to be able to get into that industry as well if that's what you're aiming for so this sounds like there's uh, a lot of possibilities and maybe you should be creative and try different stuff and potentially also try a lot of different alternatives to see what fits best for you. Definitely. What do you feel like you're getting the most uh, or the best answers from? How do you start a dialogue with an employer? Mm. And uh, when we now come to the end of this episode and uh, concluding with some main takeaways, what uh, is the best tips that you can give someone that is maybe f coming from education in s from mathematics or from cybernetics marine? Whatever, what's your best tips, uh, Marino? Um... Yeah, it would be to be a bit proactive, try to like get in touch with companies somehow, even if it's through uh, your network or by sending applications. Um, and 
um, make sure that you, if you don't have the exact relevant like um, background, then at least try to show that you have other things to bring uh, to the table, whether it's soft skills, um, and then you can use a lot of things you do uh, besides your studies when you're a student, um, or uh, show that you have like a passion for this. Mm. What about you, Stephanie? This is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I stole all your yeah. points. <laughs> I know, but you were good though. You said, you said some good things for you, know? <laughs> no, but I think even if you've spent five years or how many years you spent studying, um, it's not it's not a waste even if you choose to go in another direction. You might have studied some hard subjects, but you've learned how to solve problems at least. And so take bringing those skills into an IT world could be quite va valuable as well. So if you're thinking this might be fun, take a chance on it. And that's a great note to end the episode on. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio today. And it was truly interesting to hear your stories. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It was really fun. <laughs> Again, thank you, Stephanie and Marino, for joining us in the studio today. There's a lot of great advice here. Still, be sure to not miss any new episodes. You can find our series at avonad.com or subscribe to our podcast series on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. Goodbye. This podcast is copyright of Avanard, the leading provider of innovative digital and cloud services, business solutions, and design-led experiences.